Love the mess, I watch the swirl of smoke from candles burning While Mary looked up yearning I got confirmed and I confessed I really felt that I was blessed Plus I love my uniform So did the boy who lived next door But something changed When I became of age Hello and welcome to Free Thought Forum. Sorry about all the mic noise, it just doesn't want to stay where we're putting. We're also walking through an antique shore or a store of some sort, so mm-hmm. it's all fine. Testing. Make sure the mic actually does. Right? Oh, very nice. And, uh, it's getting it. Anyway, welcome to Free Thought Radio Hour. This is WOZO LPFM 103.9 live on Knoxville in, from Knoxville, Tennessee. you got to get all those letters right. you got to get them right. And uh, with, this is Doubter 5. Also known as Larry Rhodes. Hey. And the Wombat. The Wombat. This is an atheism show. And we'd be talking, we will be talking about atheism, free thought, humanism, oh my gosh, rational words. thought, and science. Yeah, get my tongue tied. <laughs> Conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, mm-hmm. gods, holy books, and superstition. And despite what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs, and you'll be hearing some of them right here in this station and this program. We usually do one about the middle of the break. Yeah, uh, sounds great. Program break. We'll also be talking about atheists and rationalist groups that are here in Knoxville and how you can connect with them. Did you know that there was also an atheist television show? Stop. I I know for a fact there isn't one. Broadcasting right here in Knoxville. No way. It's impossible. And has been for six years. Six years. Actually, 6.9. It has to be seven. We're going to roll over. No, no, no. It was six years in August. It's August now. That's right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. When we get to seven. When... When can well, we like just well, push I've ourselves been up to that level? For a couple of months, so because it was getting close. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's early birthday yeah, hype. Yeah, but it's birthday now. Mm-hmm. So, happy birthday to Free Thought Forum, a TV show out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Happy birthday to August birthdays too. That's yeah, right. looking out. Uh, today, our subject is the evolution of religion. Or do you believe in evolution of religion? <laughs> Now, I know that usually evolution and religion are usually separate subjects. Why is that? But one's about biology and the other's about, um, what, superstition and uh, non-physical entities. You would think, I hear what you're saying, but it's actually a really interesting concept because a lot of things can evolve more than just religion. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, we've used it as a biological sense for a while. Your, now. your, your sense of wonder can evolve. Yeah. Your, your per- personality. Yeah. Can yeah, absolutely. Uh, things, it really just means change over time. You know, I used to have a cell phone that, uh, flipped. Like that old school phone that just flipped in half. Loved that. And now all phones are f- flat pieces of supercomputer based technology. But I miss closing up conversation whenever I wanted to. Oh, the action of actually slamming it shut. Right. Like slamming it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus it was compact. It was its own case. There's things to be said about how things evolve over time. They don't necessarily go towards, I would say, the best form. There may not be like an ultimate form. They may lose things that you may find beneficial, Mm -hmm. but they are constantly changing. And so if you can see that in cell phones, if you can see that in your personality, you should be... You can also see that in religion as well. Yeah. And why don't we talk about that? Right. Um, well, where would you like to begin on this subject? Okay. So let's see. Uh, let's see. How, how's the audio turning out? It's, it's doing okay. You were a little loud on the ah. Uh, ah, okay. I'm, uh, I'm trying to watch it. It's kind of hard to watch it and watch you at the same time because <laughs> they're on both on both sides. If you see me getting into the red over here past me yeah. while I'm talking, let me know and I'll, I'll adjust it. Sounds good. Um, I don't have audio in my headphones, just making you know, sure. But you should. Oh, well, I guess I can do this somewhat without it. Oh, there we go. Now I'm back. Oh, coming in and out. 
Yeah, you got a short circuit apparently. Yeah, this machine's completely messed up. Have you got it? Nah, try one more time. Playing around. Okay, perfect. Okay, okay let's you. let's see if we can get this machine started up. There's a headphone problem. There's a microphone problem. Let's see if we can get the rest of the machine working. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, and. Okay, I think we're good. Let me just make sure this light turns on. All right, all right. Okay, good. I think we're all set up now. Are you putting on your Christian hat? No, 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 no. This is different from the Christian hat. This is actually my new time machine. I just built this. We're going to go a little bit into the past, okay? okay? I like to call it the past of religious tours. We're actually going to do a tour of all the religions leading up to, like, the major three. Okay. Cool? Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh I- <laughs> Okay, so let's hope everything just sits up. All right, here we go. And we're inside the spaceship now. Okay, great. And now if everything works out, okay, one last. Great. It wasn't as climactic as I was expecting, but here we are. This is, uh, let's see, what what period are we in? We're about 10,000 years ago. Sounds like the jungle. <laughs> yeah, so if you notice... Uh, there's not a lot of crosses here. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, Islamic signal symbols. But you can hear animals in the distance, and right? You can see occasionally a, a few stones that have been stacked up in a weird shape. Okay, or, okay. Uh, a, a stone carving that looks interesting. Let's look Maybe. at those stone carvings a little bit. Okay. You can see how they're a little bit like animals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got mostly your big, powerful animals. No one's like, I, I imagine no one's actually worshiping the really, really small ones. They, yeah. they, they respect the big, strong ones. And I just came out of that cave. There's an awful lot of cave drawings in there. Yeah, there is. Big, strong animals. Okay, so we got some bulls, bulls and horses. Bulls, horses. Yeah, we also have jaguars. Right. If we look towards like Aztec areas, uh, Mesoamerica, there's a yeah. lot of animal based belief systems that are represented by these, you know, ancient human artifacts. You got the paintings uh-huh. and you got the statues. So around this time period, we're talking about like circa about twelve thousand five hundred years ago, we have people who've been worshiping mostly animals. One thing let me throw in here for about that time was the end of the last glaciation. You're right. So before that time, people in the Northern Hemisphere really couldn't settle down and have communities, you know, sure. cultural communities and stuff. So there would still be hunting and gathering. Okay, so you have people who have their entire lives dedicated on them, maintaining animals, following them. It's very focused on that aspect. Uh-huh. Right. It's not to the point where you start to get people who can farm for themselves to, or like start to build societies on a much larger scale. Yeah. Do you start to see the reliance on these, you know, animal-based? beliefs fade away. That's when you also start to see combinations of animals. So you've had snakes before. You had serpents. What would be better than a serpent? What about a serpent that flies? Okay, now we have flying Flying serpents. serpents. Oh, we see that a lot in uh, eastern areas. Or what if you're supposed to see that in Mesoamerica as well. Quetzalcoatl, for example, is a flying serpent. Uh, What if you had a dog with a human head or a dog body? I'm sorry, dog head, human body. Human body, like uh, Anubis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if you had a lion with wings and a snake's tail, you're beginning to play with the idea. You're stretching the concept of what an animal is. What what is possible. Right. Especially in the ethereal realm. Exactly. So now we start beginning to present ideas of animals that aren't just necessarily things that you can point and see, but things that are conceptual. It's like, well, it's like a lion, but better. Mm -hmm. It's a lion that we haven't seen yet. It exists, but there's all these other aspects on it. More more powerful than a regular lion. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be more powerful. It can fly. It can breathe fire. So we we're beginning to uh, evolve religion towards mysticism in a sense, and this Mm -hmm. occurs around seven thousand years ago. So around this three thousand year gap, at least we can see in human history, we begin to modify how we see animals to a more mystical. Aspect, and we start to have our belief systems based yeah. on that. It's not only animals, but even uh, even when uh, Columbus came over and he, he found the American Indians, they were also worshiping tree spirits, river spirits. Oh wow! Um, not just animal spirits, but anything that appeared in nature could have a spirit and a will. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You'd also have entire ideas or models of science based on it as well. Like the ancient Indians, or like mm-hmm. the original Indians, that, or the Native Americans that Columbus met, they believe that like. Uh, a, a, t- a turtle is being used as a support system for the entire planet. Yeah. And 
I don't remember which religious system that was, but uh, it was funny that, that uh, Richard Dawkins was talking to his audience one time, and and he got through with his his uh, evolutionary spill and and the, the how how the planets work and things like that, and he got off, and the woman said, "You got that wrong." And he says, what do you mean? He says, we're not falling through space. The earth isn't just flying through space. It's resting on the back of a turtle. Oh, my gosh. And he says, There's well, a person okay, who what's, what's supporting that turtle? And before he even got the second that word out, she said, it's turtles all the way down. Nice. Nice. It solves all the answers. <laughs> That's right. It's the difference yeah. between an answer and an explanation, an right? infinity of turtles supporting the earth. So a very, very large turtle that's capable of holding up the earth. That's a mystical uh-huh. turtle. I've never seen a turtle like that. But it's definitely stronger than all the other turtles. I can conceive of what that is based on what I'm seeing in nature. And I feel like even gods that we have today are more or less that. Like a person, but with things that they can do that no person oh, can yeah, do. Oh, a superhuman person. Exactly. Person. And now we're getting interesting because now we're translating from... Animals to animals with different kinds of body parts to animals with human body parts to just straight up people, just regular people who may have some sort of connection with yeah. like greater gods or, or claiming to have a connection to that. Okay, do you think? We, let's see if we can get there. I'm going to set this machine to say around Mesopotamian, around four thousand years ago. No, not four thousand. Let's see, four thousand BCE. Let's see if this works out. Uh, okay. And, yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even bring an umbrella with me. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Okay, I think we came a little bit too early, though. Uh, because now we're seeing, instead of just, I want to get to the point where we can see people being worshipped as gods. But it seems like instead of that, we have multiple animals being worshipped at the same time. We have like a polytheistic belief system. Uh-huh. So I guess instead of one big change, we instead have a bifurcture of beliefs to where some people believe in a lot more different kinds of animals mm-hmm. or spirits, spirits or mystical beings. Gods. And we're slowly evolving at least to the point where we have your monotheist belief. time are we in now? We're about 4,000 BCE. Can't you tell by, like, the dinosaurs that are all dead no, and, like, the well, people walking around in togas and stuff like 4, that? 4,000 years ago is about the time that, four, five, six thousand years ago is about the time that the pyramids were, were built, the um, Sphinx. Exactly. You know, those are, there's not much rain there. Those were polytheists, <laughs> actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and matter of fact, not only did they believe in the sun as Ra, the sun right. god, and that there are other penelope of, of of gods, but they also believe that there are humans walking the earth that were gods. Exactly. The, um, the royalty, the for example. And, and their families were gods. Exactly. And they were going to go back to the heavens once they died. I think it's actually kind of interesting because around this time you also have Romans starting to like make their conquests as well. Yeah. Uh, again, you have a pantheon of different kinds of gods, none of which you can see, but some have aspects of the ancient animals. You'll have, like, for example, Venus being associated with the sea. Uh, you have, like, Mercury being associated with, like, things that go through the sky. Uh, Zeus, master of heaven. There are responsibilities that people would have normally attributed to specifically just animals, now being attributed to humanistic forms uh-huh. of gods, which right. may have been more appealing to them. But you also have this new system of legal, not legal, political leaders uh, your dynasty, your royalties, your your generals, being the chosen people. Mm-hmm. These are people who, again, now you can look at and be like, oh, I know this person. I don't know him, but I know he's like a celebrity, and he says he's a god, and he's capable of doing all these things. Well, it must be true. Or the priests have told him he's god since birth. Yep. And so he be- really believes he's god. But it would be surprising to me why they would believe that they were gods if they were. I mean, if, if they did believe that they were gods, because they they fall down, they get hurt, they cut yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Die, yes. You know, from, they die, they pass. So if they die... They get diseases. That, that's the whole reason why the pyramids were built, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sort of like a giant tomb, but also a transmission. A launching no. pad for their soul. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And it for as big as that thing is, the parts that are actually hollow are like completely disproportionate to how large that building is. So, like, that is essentially a tomb. It's mostly stone. 
And it's when before people start. Okay, uh, looks like the wind, looks like the rain died down a little bit. Oh, it's coming back again. Uh, I hate it. Let me see. We're gonna need to get to the place where it's a little bit more dry. Uh, let's go to this campsite over here. Let's okay. see. All right, here we go. Uh, getting this fire. Let me let me turn this on just a little bit. All right, by ancient four thousand year old Mesopotamia. All right, cool. And here we go. This place looks. Oh, this is a nice starry night. <laughs> it's a little bit nicer. It's a little bit nicer. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? So uh, you have the, a point where uh, there are people now being injected into religious belief systems. Yeah. It came Born from, into and it's a lot easier to do that when you have a polytheistic belief system because you're easier to inject yourself into that when compared to having just one God. Yeah. And it seems to make more, more sense. Um, like, if something bad happens... Uh, then you can say, well, it's this God acting against that one. There you God. go. You know, they have conflicting wills. They right. Have, um, favorite people and not favorite people. But, <coughs> excuse me, once they get to a, a monotheistic uh, religion, then one God is responsible for everything. And the things that happen that are contradictory, you have to explain that. So, and how do you get to a monotheistic position from polytheistic positions? Well, one God basically takes over. And in, in Judaism, uh, where Yahweh and mm. Jehovah come from, him. Yeah. he was the original war god of, of the Jews. Sure, yeah. So, if you, there's an old saying, you know, if you have a peaceful village and a war, a warlike village, you know, they, they establish next to each other. Before too long, you're going to have two warlike villages. Basically, yes. Because one's going to take over the other, either by killing him or, or just being aggressive. So we call that in evolution natural selection, in mm-hmm. a sense. That right. is essentially nature setting up the pieces and then the pieces falling as they may yeah. in favor towards the and one that had the best position. And I believe, and I think I can support it, that that's how Yahweh or Jehovah got to be the bat, the boss god mm. and then after it didn't take too long before they were just saying the other gods aren't real mm. even though in their in their penelope or i keep saying it wrong the word pantheon uh, okay there's another word <laughs> called penelope yeah it's something like that okay the pantheon the yeah that word. works that word also works yeah um and their pantheon of gods they have uh, i mean supernatural beings sure they have uh satan they have angels yeah they have all these other things that have supernatural powers and can literally do anything that they want to do so it's actually an interesting thing they bring up satan but they won't call them gods so again it's a it's small steps evolution works through very very small changes so even when you have a monotheistic god that is just the most powerful god or the main god of a series of less powerful entities that don't call themselves God. So you have this bad guy called the devil. You have this bad guy called Satan. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you need a bad with a good, and they need to be able to fight with each other. So there's... One's always going to be stronger than the other, at least as far as the narrative is concerned. But you need an explanation for why bad things still happen. Mm -hmm. And it has to be through a powerful entity. And you also need to have... Sub entities beyond below that God that can interact with people on a daily basis. Well, that, that's an, an explanation. But if you look, if you think about it for two seconds, you know that they they say that God is all powerful and He knows everything, mm-hmm. omniscient and omnipotent, mm-hmm. and He's everywhere, um, omnipresent. Now, if you've got a God like that, He knows what's coming, so there can't really be a war or a battle because He can nip it in the bud by just you know, winning the war before it ever starts. By eliminating the competition or, or making them fail at the very beginning. Sure, I'm listening. But but according to the Bible, there was this big war in heaven, and and, and it was very close, and Satan almost won, but he was he was defeated and thrown out. And, oh, you know, that that's a completely different story from so, a lot of other. So if you were to go from, uh, so yeah, actually, so yeah, that's Christian. So, yeah, well, that's the problem you have with a monotheistic religion where your God is all powerful and knows everything. Like a weird it's, anthology. Behind. Contradiction. So, but there is power behind that. In that, if you are, say, a warring nation of Jews and you're trying to uh, reclaim a piece of land that was taken from you, and your leader saying, "We're doing this because God is on our side," let's all go. And he gave us this land, and we are going to beat them. And you beat them, and you get the land back. That builds your confidence. Yeah, but you got to wonder if God actually gave you the land. Why is he expecting you to fight and die to get it? Why doesn't he just wipe out the people and let you have the land? Mm, questions for so many questions for another time. Yeah, and we do have an open phone line. If somebody would like to join into the conversation, just call 
865-333-5937. We're more than happy to add another voice to the conversation. What's that number again? 865-333-5937. Okay. How do you feel about going towards, I, I know we want to get that uh, Judaism uh, scratch itched. We can mm-hmm. go back to about 500 B.C.? Sure. Finally actually see it. All right. Let's see. I don't know what this is going to look like. We may go a little bit too early, but let's see. All right. And okay, here we are. Oh, oh, nope. We're in the black void. Sorry about that. I should have uh, programmed that a little bit better. Oh, oh, still in the black void. Okay. We can see it from here. I'm not hearing that well. Maybe you're hearing it pretty well. but There we go. Oh. I think we're good. So we're looking out into our spaceship windows, and we can see around 500 BC, uh, the very, very start of Judaism, which is really the start of one of probably the most successful religions, at least as far as the modern age is concerned. Because the other religions, uh, several of the other major religions are built on top of it. Sure, exactly. Which is a really interesting evolutionary strategy. Or I say strategy, but that's a dangerous word because there's no guiding plan in evolutionary. Well, evolution generally takes what it has and then works with it. It doesn't usually start from scratch. Exactly. So. So before you had a lot of different competing ideas, lots of gods, one god, one god, this different god fighting each other. One wins, and instead of so much a more challengers coming, that one that won just pulls in all the assets, and now it's just up to that one to change. Mm-hmm. And maybe that will split off into different things down the road. Yeah. It's very, very close to what happens in evolution. Um, uh, so what we call this, at least as an evolutionary is concerned, is punctuated equilibria. What punctuated equilibrium means is very, very quick changes in a very, very short amount of time. Uh And this warring fraction that goes about and destroying, or not destroying, but basically indoctrinating, forcing conversions, Mm -hmm. or eliminating different kinds of beliefs in a particular region, dramatically changes the horizon of different options you have to be religious to just one thing. And then that one thing changes rapidly over time. So like from an era of like say 500 BC all the way to now, Judaism as it stands doesn't look like how it looks like how it's practiced today. No. Uh, and Matter of fact, it didn't have the Old Testament back then. This is where this, the period of time of where the stories exactly. come from. But they weren't even written down for a long, for hundreds of years. Exactly. Until, um, I guess you could say that after the Bible, well, not after the Bible, obviously, but say 300 years after uh, Christ's time, sure. mm-hmm. uh, they actually started writing these things, getting them uh, assimilated to be able to turn into uh, a tome that we see now. Exactly. So we also have uh, new forms of Judaism popping up as well. There's like this weird additional concept of we need heroes. We need every story needs a hero. Every story needs an attack or a protagonist. So, you, so you've, we've had Moses. We've had this guy named Abraham, but no one's ever seen those people before. Right. Uh, we've and had fact, Jacob. Moses, we've had David, but Moses, Moses tells of his own death and, and burial <laughs> in the Pentateuch. Yeah. Which he's supposed to have written it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird thing, but we we don't point that out. You know, it's, it's uh-huh. just one of those things. We need a new character. We need one who's a little bit more like towards the everyman, like someone who everyone more can offer. More because of a reformer, right? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Well, if you're going to reform G- uh, Judaism, you have to have a reformer in which he would play his role. Okay, so who are we talking about then, I guess? Obviously Jesus. Obviously Jesus. Jesus. So it's an interesting concept. As an atheist, i got to ask you, what do you use your opinion on this guy? I don't think we can actually see him, but tell me what you think about this guy. Well, I think he was a if he existed, and I have no reason to believe he didn't exist, he was a, a traveling rabbi who, who gathered uh, disciples to him and, and preached what he considered to be a, a good message. Sure. Um, it, but at the same time, you can't um, you can't say that he actually did the miracles hmm. uh, it's any more than you can say that Merlin existed because King... Uh, King Richard right. was, was real. So we were literally going from just around 5,000 years ago to about five, 2,500 years ago approximately to about the like, last 2,000 years mm-hmm. um, where you have the 
the the presentation of a Jesus figure who I don't know how many there are. Most historians would argue that there's at least one person, or at least the, the common consensus is there was at least one person who went by obviously not Jesus. That's the American Anglicanization right. of that name, but a figure that people refer to as the the turnabout of a brand new form of religious belief that led to Christianity. And we're still on Western religion, too. We haven't sure. touched on Eastern oh, religion. Oh, Eastern, there's some crazy stuff going on down there. And a lot of people aren't paying attention to what's going on over there. But, yeah, it's really interesting. Also, you have Native America, uh, which is still, you know, in the animal phase, you know, like as um, – so – we actually have a name for this in evolution as well. This is called speciation. As things separate, they generate their own, you know, species subgroup to the point where they become entirely new beings or like entirely new species that right. are separate from each other. So in Americas, you still have your animalism hasn't really or animism hasn't really changed very much mm-hmm. uh, since the previous prehistoric times, yeah. or at least pre-written down history times. Uh, Eastern religion is doing its own uh, thing. They're going towards more of a philosophical approach. Uh, Taoism, Shintoism. Right. Uh, Confucianism. Exactly. Right. And in near the cradle of Earth, or at least you know Africa, North Africa, and into Europe, you start to have the progressive or the aggressive uh, turnabout of this new religious doctrine that's very, very much uh, monotheistic belief system based in Judaism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, and, really cool. And uh, not only do you have Christianity, but built on that, you have uh, Islam, and then built on the old. Oh, Islam! What? What is this? And then uh, it ha- has, has the that started yet? Christianity. You also have uh, religions like the Mormonism. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which, they they say they adopt it, but really they wrote two more books. Right. And they, what those are what they really live by. Matter of fact, they um, somebody correct me if there's any Mormons in the office. I mean, in the uh, audience. Is. But uh, they believe that they will become gods. You? No, I do. thought they believed they'd get their own planet and just like are a well, steward of that, of that planet. They will be gods of that planet. Yeah, yeah. micro gods, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, is that like a what is that? Is that future polytheism? But I also believe that there's uh, levels of heaven and that you won't become a god in your own right unless you get to the highest level. Ah, uh, it's so, so you better do everything the church tells you to do, or you won't attain the high. Um, ranking right when so, you die. so at the start of this trip we were going from gyms to like from 10,000 years to like around 5,000 years and now we're <laughs> going from like say 5,000 to 250 and then from 2,500 years ago to about 1,600 years ago you get the start of Islam that's also another prominent base it's actually uh, like 0,600 Zero six hundred instead of sixteen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was like fourteen hundred. So ago. it's actually, um, if you want to think about it from the Judaic perspective, it's one of the most major new Judaic Christian yes, religions, or is. not Christian religions, yeah. but Judaic yeah. Abrahamic most religions. Don't realize that the, the biggest population of Muslims is the southeast. Uh, I mean. Indonesia. Right, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest population of Islam there. So, and they don't practice it the same way that that the Middle Eastern Islamics do. Sure, and we can say all around the world there's about 2 billion of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the obviously they're not all bad people because obviously if there was if that was the case you, you there would be it would be it much would be more trouble. Yeah, but obviously these are great people. They're Muslims are great people, mm-hmm. really nice. But we're going to we're gonna. It's interesting how that religion came about because we have parallels of Christianity breaking off, adding new books to the main doctrine, yeah, and then coming up with new prophets. Right. I'd like to get back to that, okay. but we're gonna take just a minute to do station identification. This is WOZO Radio, uh, low power WOZO LP FM. 103.9 live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, so many letters. Yeah, and uh, they have to be said, and they have to be said <laughs> in a certain sequence and all that. <laughs> but uh, let's go to a short break where we're going to mention the uh, the different clubs in, in Knoxville. Sounds great. And we'll have a song by David Anthony called God Said. So enjoy, and we'll be back in about six minutes. If you live in or around the Knoxville area and are questioning your religious beliefs or simply believe in one less God than everyone else, well, you're not alone. 
the Atheist Society of Knoxville is a fun and friendly group of people just like you that meets twice a week at a bar or restaurant. We meet every Tuesday night following the show at Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria for happy hour. You'll find our group either inside or on the patio. Look for Richard Dawkins' silver-jacketed book, The God Delusion, standing upright on the table. But if you plan to preach, prophetize, provoke or punch, please don't. We all question what we believe at one point in our lives. If this is the time for you, come join us for food, drink, conversation, and fun. Christy, something happened a long time ago in Haiti, and uh, people might not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French, and they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Mm. True story. And so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. Ever since they have been cursed. My imaginary friend. See the trouble he gets in can be traced back to me. Oh, he can pretend at the slightest of his friends. He has the power to suspend all rules of morality. And when he gets angry, he can make the lightning strike. He can help me win the fight with his power. Yes, he speaks to me. And it's always positive. Cause I can just ask for forgiveness and it's over. So you can't put the blame on me. I'm doing what God said. What God said. What God said. Don't you put the blame on me. I'm doing what God said. What God said. What God said. So you're praying for the death of the President of the United States. Do you think it's appropriate to, to say something like that? Or I'm not saying anything. What I'm doing is repeating what God is saying. Oh, in the name of the one who made us all, I will hide behind these walls from my enemies. Oh, by the power bestowed from up above, I will conquer you because it is my destiny. And with the righteous hand, I will bring you to your knees. I will strip you of your freedom without mercy. And when the earth cries and the blood runs in the sand, there will be no final stand for the unworthy. So you can't put the blame on me. I'm doing what God said. What God
Do you find stories of talking snakes laughable? Do you prefer the scientific method over supernatural beliefs? Are you concerned about religious leaders and organizations imposing their values and rules on your body, your family, and the rest of our society? Well, take comfort in the fact that you're not alone. The Rationalists of East Tennessee meets weekly for fellowship and provides a forum for people who support skeptical thinking and rational discussion of these and other issues. To find out more information or to find out about our next meeting, visit us on the web at www.rationalist.org. And we're back. Oh, this is the Free Thought Radio Hour with Daughter Five and the Wombat. The Wombat. We've got. Uh, we need to make an announcement about the TV show. I guess if you're not familiar with it, we um, have uh, a, what TV show? We have an atheist TV show. Oh my gosh! Broadcasting right here in Knoxville. You should so start telling people about it's it. It's a live call-in TV show, and you can be a part of it if you like. Um, just go to Comcast Channel 12. Uh, that's Community Access TV. I have bad news. Mm. I don't have a TV. Well, you can watch it online as well. Oh, my gosh. You can. But I only get YouTube. That's the only thing that shows Uh, up on my Internet browser. If you type in ctvnox.org at, uh, I think it's 5 o'clock every Tuesday, Mm. then you can watch and interact with people there. However, if you want to interact, you're going to have to call the show. And they'd be more than happy to hear your opinions and and, uh, thoughts on whatever they're talking about. You can even start your own topic. Oh, cool. So that's Free Thought Radio Hour. No, I'm sorry, that's us. Free Thought Forum <laughs> TV. And that's on Community Access TV, Tuesdays at 5 o'clock. But what about me with my problem? I only have YouTube on my internet oh, process. It's literally YouTube? the only thing I can watch. Yeah. Well, I guess I can't YouTube, watch this show. No, that explains everything. Then, but you can see the archives. What? We have a, a fan out there who's been recording them and putting them up on YouTube. All you got to do is search for three words. Free Thought Forum, Knoxville. And then, if you want to, you can sort in reverse order and see the, the recent ones first, or the other way around. What if I didn't want to watch the show, but just hang out with like-minded people and just eat pizza and beers? Is there, well, is there an avenue for that? There is even an avenue for that. Matter Impossible. You thought of everything. It is the same night. It's Tuesday, right after the show, starting around 5.30 or 6. If you come down to the old city and go to... Um, Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria every Tuesday. You'll be able to sit down and have uh, dinner, beer, uh, pizza. Okay. With, with about 30 of your favorite ah, atheist friends. Geez. That's great. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm all good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions. Okay. Um, nice having a foil on the show. Ah, nice, nice, uh, nice. That's great, man. So uh, where have we left off at? Okay, so do we want to get back into the ship again? Sure. There's one place that I want to check out. This is uh Are we going back in time again? Yeah, yeah, well we need a target sound. Oh yeah, we do, we do. Uh copyright though, right? Okay, okay. So Alright, so now we're in the spaceship. I wanna keep going through space and it's time, we're flying through space. Whee Alright, and we're hopefully back where we wanna be. Great. I love this camp place. Oh, you got it. There it is, finally. And where are we coming into? I think we're going to play 15 seconds of that before we get sued. <laughs> <laughs> and we're good. All right, okay, great. So where where did we land? Okay, so we, I think we landed off in this really, really nice campsite area. I think there's like a guy playing guitar way, way, way back in the distance. I think that's nice. But um, this is like its own little special portal where we can like see into like different areas. This one area that I want to point to is Christianity as it's slowly being uh, split into different kinds of ideas. Uh, one of them is Mormonism. There's also an, uh, no, there's also another really large branch coming out of Christianity, if you can see it, and it's towards Islam. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, though, these take place in two completely different time periods, though. Right. But what's interesting is they have very, very strong similarities for how they've come about. Essentially, it is adding new material to a previous holy book, right. generating a new prophet, uh, and the prophet coming up with rules that are very, very similar if you look at them in terms of like how to manage your property, uh, and what rights of a household or should be allotted to like the men and the women, uh, what their particular roles are, uh, systems of government, who's in charge of the most. And then when that prophet dies, the fallout that occurs immediately afterwards is also apparent in both situations. The struggle for power. The struggle for power. The immediate struggle for well, power. Well, what, why is it that uh, Eastern religions, when you when they develop, they develop from philosophy and how to become a better person, how to enlighten yourself. Mm. You know, I, I, it takes an inner 
type of uh, work to get your make yourself a better person. Sure. But when you come to the Western religions, uh, Christianity, Islam, uh, Mormonism, um, all of them seem to just impose rules. Well, again, from the outside, you know, you've got to do it this way. These are commandments. You sure. Can't, you can't question or do or you know anything that's not outlined in the in the holy book that we give you. So I think the religion that we're talking about is a product of how it came to be. So if you come from a warring nation that develops a religious doctrine, the the rule set will be very much so um, very regimented, very very strict. But if you have like a more egalitarian, you know, uh, religious beliefs or religious society, especially one that has a lot of people and not so many resources for people to war over, then you want to have as many placid people as possible. And that's when you start to introduce, hey, guys, just think and, and talk and smoke right. these special plants. So you're talking about which, which society now? So Eastern society, Eastern. I imagine, okay. is more of a product of introspection there's not a lot of resources here it's really really harsh mountains it's really really harsh plains you can't really grow as much on it so you're relying on trade from like india to to maintain their people whereas from i guess you have your middle eastern areas that came about as we need to conquest so the everyone needs to get in line and we're soldiers for our particular yeah, yeah. I mean, Christianity had this more or less the same aspect to it. Like, it's them and us, and we're the underdogs, and we deserve to have everything, so we are going to take over everything. And you see that through the Crusades, you see that through Manifest Destiny. There's a lot of ex- uh, examples of that. But well, what's cool is you have Mormonism here. Am I showing up on it? Yeah, cool. You have Mormonism over on one side, you have Islam on the other side. Completely different time periods, completely different places, like Westernized America to a degree, uh-huh. and, and uh, Middle Eastern Islam, right? But there's parallels, you know? So again, we can see another concept of evolution that we can apply to biology in this case as well. And we call that parallel evolution, mm-hmm. where they're not connected whatsoever, but they have more or less the same traits. You have basically the same pressures. Sure. are pushing them in a certain direction. Um, evolution, of course, is the environment molds the organism. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that would be the same with the... Uh, Theology, I would think. Evolution molds the organs. That's a ex- perfect example because it also explains, you know, what we see in Eastern, when we see what we see in like Middle East, what we see in even America, where you have like more of a because we have so many different religions here that are slowly gaining more acceptance or tolerance when it used to just be one and that's it. Mm-hmm. The the tolerance for not following the religious textbook that says, you know, condemn these people if they believe something different to you, yeah. is being pushed aside to the more of the love your neighbor as you love yourself, uh, be open yeah, to the, change the, and stuff like that. The big three, excuse me, big three religions still have that book that says, or have their book sure. that says, you know, we're the best, everybody else is outsiders, they can't be trusted. Exactly. Um, you know, matter of fact, and even in the Bible, it says if, if someone comes and asks you to worship another God, you should kill him. Yeah, stone him. Uh, yeah. Pull them out of your city and, and stone. it's your wife, you, your hand should be the first hand. Exactly. Place. Yeah. Um, so, but you don't see that so much in your Sunday sermons know, anymore. Nobody ever mentions it in church. <laughs> uh, there's hundreds of stories um, that that the preacher will never bring up. Sure. Yeah. But I will say there's something. So let's try to get to the good side because that was pretty dark. Like dragging your your wife out and mm-hmm. and beating her. That's that's terrible. Yeah. But some good things that came about is now we have this very very large group of people. Okay, mm-hmm. a very very large group of people that can coordinate well with each other, that are interested in knowing about something that they can't necessarily observe, so they need to develop practice or methods to figure that stuff out. That believe everything comes from their particular God, and are not willing or are not afraid to investigate matters to like understand that God better. And because of that, you have a burgeoning of like the first steps of science. So you'd see that I guess in Arab uh, societies, golden era. Well, you see that before. Um, well, the, the golden era of Arabia and the Middle East was before 600 BC. Okay. Before um, the religion set in, mm. uh, Islamic religion. Of course, they had another religion before that. Sure, but, sure, sure. But they didn't have a particular book that they're not supposed to study anything outside of, mm. which is a real problem with any religion. Um, 
But they they looked at the universe. They they developed scientific methods of their own. Sure. They developed the Arabic numerals that we, yes. we use today. Yeah. They yeah. named most of the stars that we see in the sky today. They came up with the concept of zero, which is a holy uh, world changing. I thought the Aztecs did that. Uh, if the Aztecs did do it, and and you come up with some. Maybe, maybe, maybe they, they also did. <laughs> maybe it's something apparel, but it, it, that's an yeah. amazing concept that yeah. that changed how mathematics work. Yeah. Calculus is Arabic derived, right? So and algebra as well. In fact, a lot of our math systems are came from there. Egyptians used a lot of those same principles as well. So polytheistic uh, society developed amazing feats of architect, uh, architecture. Um, amazing works of collaborative efforts with all these different kinds of people. And then Christianity as well. Uh, explorations, uh, trade routes, what, I mean, um, engineering, uh, warfare developments, just am- amazing practical applications of the scientific method that was being funded essentially through a church. Mm-hmm. It's a byproduct, a, a useful byproduct of this religion or religious evolution that had occurred for like the last 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. And well, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the church funded a lot of it, but the church had the money. Yeah. And where did they get the money? From the people. From the people. Yeah. And uh, these were, a lot of times it was God-ordained. In other words, you had to give to the church. Right. And you had to give, not, and that's where offerings and sacrifices came yes. from. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't just you, you going out and burning something, which is, a lot of times that did happen. But uh, you had to lo- bring a lot of it to the priests, you know, and give them a share of whatever spoils you have, your crops that you brought in, sure. that type of thing. And what, what's really funny is that recently, uh, I, I can't t- I can't remember who said it, but it was a it was a, a preacher was saying that atheists are um, was it parasites on society. Parasites yeah, in society. That's we, weren't, we weren't a member of any religion. Hmm. And, and to me, I mean, I have a job. I, go out, I, I went to college. I got a job. I raised, you know, I had, I had a family. Um, and I you did. still have a family, last time I well, checked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. What I'm saying is, what do priests hmm. and preachers hmm. uh, attribute Contribute to to society. Sure, you know, I mean, they are the ones that that they can't prove that their job actually has a foundation. Sure, they can't prove that any of the supernatural things that they say are true, and they rely on the rest of civilization, the rest of the, the exactly. society, right, to bring them the spoils of their work. So, what I I can only explain this as far as Christianity is concerned, but we used to have like um, early parishioners that mm-hmm. would come into new developing cities and they would be more or less a like um not a river of wealth but like an avenue where it could be funded through the church that would bring prosperity to the community as long as the community was willing to invest in them as a as a member of the church they couldn't own any land so there wasn't like they were there to steal anyone's Which property is uh this is catholic this is catholicism this is like as they couldn't amen. own any land priests can't well so when priests originally were like doing their things before like you know internet you like, mean when they when they like came to america no 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 we're talking like feudal era like uh anglo-saxon era uh in other words the church could own the land the church could own the land the priest can't yeah the priest is essentially just a soldier or representative of the major conglomerate Okay, that doesn't surprise me go ahead but the priests themselves could not own anything but the priest put in a good word through this major conglomerate that has like these amazing access to all this wealth and that could help a burgeoning city. So if you're a brand new city and a personer comes to you, you want to give him your stuff, but you don't, you do not owning the land. That one person isn't, but if say you need money to build a well or a military or a mill tower or uh, need some new farmland or someone's coming to like invade your property and you need like some protection, yeah, but you gotta look at, I mean, this is your guy to talk to. I agree that 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 could be a good thing, and it is a good thing, I guess. But you've got to look at it from the church's standpoint. You know, they're, they're investing in an area sure. so that they can help develop the area, so that then this this area would then support them. It's a business, and, and yes, yep. It. And since they can't prove that their product is real. <laughs> It, it's an organized crime type of business. It's an organized it's, t- Is it a racketeering it's problem? It's RICO. It's yes. what? RICO. What is RICO? Um, it's 
organized crime laws that America has. has oh my God, that's amazing! Fifty years. So you're going to retroactively like just? Well, I mean, they're they're coming there and they said that you know they say that you are going to hell. Sure, everybody's going to hell. That's the but biggest problem. You come to us mm-hmm. and you do what we th- say. Mm-hmm. You know, you we will save your soul and it will then go to a good place. After right. That. They're selling you a product that doesn't exist. Right. And they will pay it off after you die. They're giving you medicine for a disease that's not real that right. they've invented not and, only that, and diagnosed you with. Dan, Dan Barker says it even better. He says, would you give money to somebody who comes up to you and cuts you to, in order to sell you a bandage? Sure, yeah. Because that's what they're doing. They're creating a problem and then selling you the cure. Exactly. It's it's a classic, you know, snake oil. Uh, yeah, and that's why like. I say it's organized crime. Even when you think, well, how, if on a less extreme, how about mouthwash? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just organized mouthwash. The mouthwash industry was sold on the basis of you have halitosis, which is this well, non medically demonstrated. Di- <laughs> uh, yeah, there are people with bad breath, but this yeah. isn't necessarily a treatment, a long term treatment for that problem. It could just be a dietary issue well, that sure. you're just resolving right. in a short term basis. Like yeah. we may be but, solving a symptom. The results is demonstrable. That it makes your breath minty for like the next yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. So religion just makes your your inside feely good parts feel less guilty for like the next 10 or 15 minutes. Well, so, and some people need that, to repeat like that. It, it can make you feel good. Yeah. You know, having faith that uh, your life will turn around, that you will go to a good place. And that all security that. blanket and is really great. Is a, it makes you feel good. Mm. But it should never be relied on to deliver the truth. Sure. Right. Feelings versus evidence. Right. You know, Feelings are not facts. Uh, so... I think we did a pretty good job. How about going back to our mainland and talking about some other stuff, too? Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks, thanks, guitar player guy, (laughs) TARDIS guy. All right. And we're going back. Let me just turn this on. All right. Great. I had a fun time. That was not bad. Okay, cool. We're back. So I had some things I want to talk about in terms of, like, believing things for the right reasons are always important. Uh, You know, there are a lot of... Even when... you. So let's take this down to outside of the religious aspects. Now this atheism aspect. How's atheism evolved over time? And I feel like there's always been the case of a person who just didn't believe anything, right. mm-hmm. and then someone came to them with an idea, and I then mean, it was, Socrates was was killed. I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about like for for not believing in the gods. I mean that was. That was not the actual reason, but that was the reason they stated when they killed him. Sure, yeah, but that's that's still even too early for me. I would say, like, say you have an original village that has no God beliefs, but then a person goes out, finds an animal, says, this is the new God, and comes back to the village and is like, guys, I found the new God. Before he came and convinced anyone, those people didn't have any religious beliefs. They were essentially atheists prime. They were, like, sure. virgin atheists. Mm-hmm. Now we have an atheism that has changed through exercising of reason, where you're presented with concepts... And unless you have a good reason to believe them, then you reject them. And through that thought process, we have like this elevated form of intellectual atheism that that has come about. That has been the same atheism throughout since since that period of time. I don't think that's changed. Uh, Identify the time. Uh, The literally the first guy who comes finds an animal comes back to the village. It's like, hey, I found an animal and it's in the village. It's like, yeah, I don't know if that's a god or not. I think that's just something you made up. And then he killed him immediately. (laughs) And they're like, put him on the fire pit. And everyone's like, yeah, we'll believe that alien or what animal you saw. But like the the first time you start having like a rational discourse about. I believe you because why? Yeah. Oh, I don't find that convincing. I yeah. don't believe you. And for people who think that atheism is new for the like 20th century or something. Right. The new atheism moves. Uh, go out and read um, uh, The Age of Reason by Thomas Paine, one, right. of, the, one of the founding fathers. Um, he tears the New Testament apart. Right. And and he, he, he he's not really an atheist. Mm. Um, he's a deist. He, he thinks that there was probably a God that started the universe. Or, and created humans, maybe. Sure. Because he had no other, back in those days, he had no other scientific explanation for how the universe came around. Sure. Or how people evolved. Uh, this was prior to Darwin and, and all of the uh, Big Bang. Heck, until 1950, we didn't know that others, well, probably more like the 30s, we didn't know that some of the smudges in the, in the uh, sky at night were actually other galaxies. We mm. thought we were the only galaxy. The only universe was our galaxy. Right. But uh, uh, Thomas Paine believed that a deist god um, existed, but he didn't believe that any of the stuff 
reported in the Bible could be laid at the feet of that God. He says, you know, that God's a good guy. You know, any God that would create this beautiful earth would have to be a good God. Hmm. And if you read the Bible, that is not a good 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 God. Uh, he says he kills people, he gives them plagues. Uh, he um, commands people to do terrible things. Sure. Uh, you know, he just blows it apart. And I mean, that's did, where he did kill like everybody on the planet, like yeah, in the very well, first well, chapter. You tell the armies to except to, to kill pregnant women and rip their babies out yeah. and things like that. Yeah, um, people don't want to talk about that. Don't or, make it dark. Or all the six hundred and thirteen commandments in, in Deuteronomy and, and Leviticus um, that are horrible. Yeah, They're just terrible. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, uh, anyway. Um, Thomas Paine wouldn't have any of it. So, so there is the push of people, or at least the religious mindset, of saying that there's a new atheist movement. Mm-hmm. But the claims that those atheists are making are, have it, are nothing new. It's essentially the same sort of atheism that occurred since the very beginning. Right. So you have I, that, I don't believe it. You have that in evolution, too. So essentially what you have is one group that changes rapidly and another group that's not changing at all. And or, uh, So like crocodiles, for example, are animals that have largely remained consistent since, you right. know, Millions for millions of years, you can find fossils that are more or less like, oh, that's an alligator. Yeah, like they have. That is a well-designed creature that lives in a very well-designed climate. Or and cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> and cockroaches. Uh, some mosquitoes as well. You have mm-hmm. like uh, mosquitoes all the way back mm-hmm. to the Cretaceous or mm-hmm. Cretaceous period. Uh-huh. So you have some animals that just don't change. Mm-hmm. We that's a stationary phase, uh, and others that are in a more. Right. And that also answers the question: phase. Why are there still monkeys if we came from monkeys? Type? Why are there so monkeys if we came from monkeys. Well, their environment doesn't change. The environment that they're in, which is the pressure on the individual organism to change. You're rallying me up. You're rallying me up. Did, well, you, just, did you just accept the... Like, do you have did any you, kind of education and, and <laughs> evolution and biology? Did you just accept the, the premise that people came from monkeys? Well, they came through a monkey-like organism. Uh, what? How about, how about this? That monkeys and people both share a common ancestor, which may not have even been a monkey. Well, okay. All right. No, I agree. Yeah. It, it was a pre-ape, a pre-monkey. Yeah, it was a it primate. Was a, it was a primate that had a human uh, potential. And monkey and potential. Monkeys, monkeys don't generally have human potential. Uh, they don't have us. Well, they have 93%, 98%. So think about it like a Y, right? Mm-hmm. And the stem of the Y mm-hmm. it has the potential to be monkeys and people, and then it's Splits it's off, split. and then here's monkeys and here's people. Right. But the m- people never yeah. came from monkeys. Yeah. They both just came from an organism that was neither a monkey or okay. a person. But the lay person, let's say that we went back 10 million years. Okay. 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 And then you showed a picture of the organism that was us yeah. prior to uh, the splitting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the lay person would look at that and say, that's a monkey. Well, there's a there's a scientific definition of what qualifies as a monkey, and that's that's the issue. And you generally need to have a very long tail and be a primate. Mm-hmm. And for a person, you don't need a tail, and you need to be a primate at the same time too. Where, you, I'm sorry. Oh, whether that original animal that split had a tail or not, which we don't know to a degree. We think it's a great ape of some sort, which means it wouldn't have a tail. And if it doesn't have a tail, then it's not a monkey. So, yeah, okay. Uh, 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 I'll bow to your expertise. You do have a PhD in biology. Uh, biochemistry, yeah. Okay. It's like biology, but more badass. It means biology plus. I believe you. Plus, I passed all my math classes. Sticking it to the biology. You understand the chemistry behind it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we've got about two minutes. Two minutes left. Let's go through some good news. Okay. We have a couple of things come up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good news. Let's go. uh, A settlement with an atheist group that filed suit over Sheriff Eric Watson's Facebook page will cost the Bradley County Sheriff's Department $41,000. American atheists and local plaintiffs, uh, Joshua Stevens and Jane Doe, will get $15,000, and the county will pay $26,000 in attorney fees. Why? Because you can't mix government and religion. It's against the law. It's against the Constitution. And the United States settles a lawsuit over a New Jersey atheist custom license plate. Custom license plate? What was the license plate? All he wanted was an H with the word theist after it. I get it. Atheist. So it's theist. And the county refused to make it. Oh, that's terrible. He then sued the county. He won his suit. And uh, the the county division got a, an admonishment from the from the judge saying you, know be, you can't do that. You know, it'd be really screwed up is if they let 
Theus have a custom license plate. Was there examples of that? Yes, there was one called um, the guy named. Well, a guy got one called Baptist. It was a license plate called Baptist. And they let so that through. They let it through without a problem. Of course, you want to get an atheist plate, you got a problem. So that's clearly a preference for one against the other. Right. And that's where they ran up against the law. Oh, good stuff. I feel right. good now. We mm-hmm. were helping people out. We did some good yeah. stuff. Yeah. How about uh, we finish up with some last words? We've got two minutes down on the plate. Just go visit my website. It's digitalfreethought.com and read my blog. I've got an awful lot of the stuff that we talk about here on that blog. Oh, what? And let's see. I guess for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dr. Wombat got a job. Cool. So I'll actually be out at the end of this month. Oh, no. <laughs> are, you, are you moving? Yeah. No, I'm just hearing this myself, folks. <laughs> no, so I'm actually going up to uh, start the next phase of my career. Uh, I'll be going over to Kentucky and uh, doing some science stuff over there. Looking for well, they need it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely go into the right place. But I know there's already an atheist community up in Lexington. Uh, that's where I'll be uh, heading to. So I'll be okay. integrating myself into there. If they got a radio okay. station there, I'm plugging myself in as the All wombat. Right. That sounds real good. And uh, I guess we'll be saying bye. Well, I got maybe one extra week here before. So okay. last episode will be next week for sure. Okay. Cool. Well, say bye to the, to the audience. Anyway. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Thanks for help- tolerating me yeah. for the last okay. seven weeks. And remember, tune in next week. This time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.